I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, hey there. Welcome into Drummer Daily. I'm Daniel, and I'm so happy you could join me once again. And today, as I promised in the last episode, I'm going to answer a question from a listener, from you, one of you. <laughs> uh, but if you want me to answer your question, uh, you can just jump over to daniel at danielhadaway.com. That's an email address. And you can email me there. Or you can just go to danielhadaway.com. And I believe there is a contact form there that you can fill out and contact me there as well. But like I mentioned, I'm going to answer a question that I got today, and um, uh, this one comes from Rob, and he says he's, he lives in New Jersey, and he, he wrote a really nice email. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he basically says that he, he uh, maybe I will read the whole thing. It's actually not that long. So he said, I've played around my local music scene for about nine years and played some shows with touring and bigger acts, been lucky enough to gain some recognition in the local scene. When you play in a local setting where shows are every weekend and you're playing with four or five other bands that night, you tend to make a lot of friends and get to really know the community. So he means other players, people who record, etc. And by the way, Rob, that's something I definitely grew up doing as well as uh, doing shows just like that where you play local local club gigs uh, and there's lots of other bands uh, and you get to know a lot of people that way. But he says he goes on to say, with that being said, I'm starting to enter more of a professional setting where I'm being compensated more in both live performances and recording. I would love to keep that going, but I noticed that a lot of the friends I've met in the local scene tend to back off really fast when they ask me to play a show for them or record, and then I ask for compensation. And he says, I usually feel bad for telling them I can't play for free. So my question is, how do you stop the assumption of Oh, we played shows together on the same bill. I thought we were friends. Why should friends have to pay you when you've played for free before? And he says, you know, in a punk setting, a lot of the things are DIY. No one likes to pay for things, but a lot of people ask me to play or record. It's an excellent question, Rob. And um, I kind of, I want to, it's not really a story, but I want to tell you something about myself. I don't know if I've actually ever shared this here on the podcast, but um, my hobby right now, um, and I think it's really the only hobby I have. Well, I like, I like grilling and like smoking meats, things like that. That's, but that's a more of a warm weather hobby and it's cold still here where I'm at right now when I'm recording this. So, um, one of my other hobbies that I really enjoy is baking. Now, what's extra funny about baking, um, is that I, for the most part, have to be gluten-free um, so I'm not really supposed to eat much of what I bake. So what I end up doing is I'll bake something 
be really proud of it, and then I'll just give it to a neighbor or a friend or someone like that. Um, which, by the way, if you don't have a hobby, if drumming is your only hobby, meaning you don't get paid for it but you enjoy it, I would recommend, highly recommend, you get another hobby. I don't mean change away from drums. I mean add something else. Find something that you can do that you have no desire to make money from. I struggle with that. Everything that I do, I always try to uh, turn into a business. I can't do that. Um, so baking is a hobby for me. I've decided from the beginning that's what it's going to be. Um, but I, I'm I'm pretty good at it. I'm still I'm still learning a lot, but I, I'm pretty proud of what I've been able to do so far. And like I said, I just give it out to neighbors and friends, things like that, and they always enjoy it. And a few of them even said, "Oh, you should. These are so good. You could sell this." Um, and here's the thing about selling it. Let's let's go down that path. Let's say, for example, there's a couple of things that I make a lot. So I make croissants a lot. And those require a lot of work. Now, they are, uh, I don't think anyone would argue if you tasted one of my croissants, they're better than what you get in a can. Uh, I hope so, right? If you home make something like that. And I think they're better than a lot of the, like, you know, like Panera bread. Some of the ones that still make them in-house, but they're not quite, they're still kind of larger, mass-produced, whatever. Now, am I going to say that mine's better than going to like a French pastry chef's restaurant? No, I'm not going to say that. But they're pretty good. They're they're better than most. Um, but I someone said to me, you should sell these. And I said, do you know how much work I put into that one croissant that you're eating right now? If I were to sell that, in order for me to make make money and feel like it's worth my while, I'd have to sell that croissant to you for like $8. Um, and so no one's going to pay $8 for a croissant. And so... In, in moving into a situation like that where I was going, I'm going to start charging some people, maybe the same people for something that is, uh, they, they were getting for free, I have to think, well, are they going to be willing to pay that to me? And what you're telling me from your, from your email is that, that your exact audience right now, your market, so to speak, some of your market is not willing to pay for your services. And so for me, even, even if my, even if my croissant is better than, than most, which, uh, you know, I'm not saying mine's better than most, mine's pretty good. Um, but let's say it was better than most. Uh, if I don't have an audience of people that are willing to pay, um, then I, I can't, I can't get paid for it. I'm not going to make a business out of it. Now, interestingly too, people's desire for things will increase or decrease in some interesting ways based on what they perceive they can get. So for example, people might, my neighbors might get really excited about my croissants because they are getting them for free. And they might really want them really bad because they're getting them for free. But if they had to pay for them, they may not be so excited about my croissant. So basically they're saying, I really liked it and took it when it was free. But if you're going to charge me a lot for it, I just don't want it at all. Not because it's not good, but because um, the croissant's not a priority for me. And so I kind of hope you see the metaphor there with drumming. If your audience is unwilling or unable to pay, or your target market is unwilling or unable to pay, you're not going to get paid. Um, the other thing is is this, and I and I'm I'm not sure about this, but I, this is probably more likely what's going on um, in your in your drumming community. And this is this this will go for you uh, even if you're not Rob, if you're not the guy who wrote this email, uh, whoever the, whoever you are, you are listening to this podcast. I think this will help you as well. 
Let's say another thing that I like to bake a lot is bread. Now I mean just straight up normal bread, like we make our son sandwiches on it.、Uh, we give these some of the loaves to friends. They like to make toast on it or sandwiches for work, things like that as well. I just really enjoy baking bread as well. Now the bread that I bake is a little bit better and nicer and tastier than just normal white bread you get at the store. But let's say that I. Were to bake bread that tastes exactly like what you get at the store, meaning there are a bunch of other choices of bread at the store that taste just like the bread that I have, and I say to my neighbor, "Hey, I want you to buy the bread from me." Now they're already paying for bread, right? Um, somewhere they're buying where they need bread, so they're buying it from somewhere. They're probably buying it from the grocery store. Well, if my bread tastes exactly the same, but mine cost、uh, twice as much as what they get at the store, would they buy that bread from me? They might at first to make me feel better, but in the long run, they're not going to buy the bread from me because why? They can get it cheaper. In the same way, if you're drumming. And let me actually back up a little bit and continue with this bread thing a little bit. So what what happened with the bread thing is, I have turned my art or my my craft into a commodity, meaning that I I am throwing in the towel and admitting that I am the same as everyone else as far as bread goes, and but I want you to buy it from me. When you turn something in a marketplace, this is kind of getting the economics and marketing and things like that, but that's part of what being a drummer is, or a professional drummer is. When you turn your your something into a commodity, you the only way to compete in the marketplace, the only way to get people to buy your thing versus somebody else's is price. That's the only way you can compete. So, in a DIY and punk scene where people are used to paying, they're not paying. They're used to getting things for free or doing things for free. If your drumming is Good, but it's this. It's it's you're still just a punk drum. There's nothing unique that people can identify about you and say that's what he does or that's what she does. Then w- the only thing you're going to be competing on is price, and you can't get much lower in price than free. So what I'm trying to say is, if you are in a marketplace f- with with a bunch of drummers who are all doing basically this basically the same work as you, but for free. You're never going to get those people to pay you for drumming. Why should I pay you when I can get so and so to do it for free? Well, you have you need to come up with an answer for that, and that's really、um, the key to this whole thing. That's the key to networking or anything else. Which incidentally, I think my next episode is going to kind of be about networking.、Um, but you've got to stop asking the question. You need to stop asking the question, or you need to make sure that anyone who might hire you doesn't ask the question of, "Well, why would I hire Rob instead of Joe when Joe can do the same thing and he's free?" Instead, of course, I'm talking to Rob who wrote this email, but this goes for you, whoever you are listening. Instead of asking that question, "Why would they hire me instead of so and so?" You need to ask the question, "What does Rob? What do I?" Bring to the table that no one else can. And if the answer is nothing, you need to figure out something. You might even actually already do something. You're just not aware of it. But you need to start thinking: What makes me unique? Maybe it's not just the playing. Maybe it's something about,、um, you know, 
being professional, being, you know, being faster as far as getting things done quicker or being uh, really easy to work with. There's a lot of other things you can bring to the table as a drummer. And a lot of those things are actually more valuable than just being a solid drummer. Um, I got an email from someone recently who told me that they got fired from a gig because they couldn't, um, they, they found out later that they just weren't good to hang around. That's what the person who fired them later told them was, that's why we fired you was because you weren't good to hang around. So for that's another thing. If you're not good, just a good hang, as they say, um, you might not really set yourself apart from anyone else. But you can do those things and be unique. So start asking yourself the question, how can I be different? What value can I bring that is unique to me? Because people may not say, ever say, why should I hire Rob when I can get Joe for free? But they probably would say, I don't just need any drummer. I need Rob because of Rob does this really well and I need that. Or Rob does that really well and I need that. So stop commoditizing yourself as a drummer. Stop playing the game of of your drumming being a commodity. And you can start to pull yourself out of that rut. Now, again, if 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 your audience, if if your market is a bunch of people who will never be willing to pay no matter what, um, you may decide that you can't fight two battles. You can't convince an entire uh, scene of musicians they need, to, they need to pay for drummers. And on top of that, they need to pay you. Those are two separate things. Um, and so you may not be willing to take on both battles. And if that's the case, you might need to start looking at other markets for your drumming or other areas where drummers might be needed. Um, you mentioned doing some uh, touring and bigger acts, things like that. Um, that might be the direction you go as well. But I hope that helps you. I try to give specific advice as much as I can. Um, But yeah, consider yourself in the marketplace. Start looking at this from an economic and a marketing perspective and see how you can set yourself apart from everyone else and what makes you, you, and unique and embrace that stuff and dig in deep on that stuff. And that'll be where the gigs come from and the paying gigs come from. Well, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Like I said, tomorrow, I think we're going to talk about networking uh, in a specific way. Um, The only kind of networking that I actually agree with. Um, And so I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. So, uh, or whenever this episode comes out, sometimes it'll come out the day after I um, post one, but we'll never, you never know. We'll, We'll see. All right. Thanks for joining me. We'll talk again soon. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 